Um, big love to you and your lovely family. Three uh, girls to my four boys. Go on, son, do another one. Uh, Mickey, Mikey, Mickey, Mickey, Mike. Mikey, Mick, is that Mickey from Mickey Mike who's gone to the USA with Nicky, Wicky, Wicky, Wacky? Um, thank you for your comments too. And <laughs> the one and only Mr. Tony Lorden. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Mr. Tony Lorden was a marvellous English teacher. Uh, through my secondary period at Beach and Cliff in uh, England and uh, it was really great to to receive a message from uh, from you Tony so thank you very much lots of love to you um, over uh, the pond um, in good old Blighty so episode five it's time to dive into some wildlife sushi Rinjani waterfalls and city escapes now I have to say I do feel look like a bit of a reporter today I'm holding the microphone because I just have no way I can attach the microphone stand on. We are still living out of suitcases, kind of, um, but we finally got here. Home sweet home, as you'll find soon, uh, as I tell you more about what's been happening. But it's still a little bit all over the shop. I'm actually leaning on a load of boxes. It's my uh, makeshift stand-up desk for the moment, and it's working quite well. So if I do collapse, then you know that cardboard hasn't been the best medium to uh to get this started on right then let's delve in shall we uh into all things lombok into all things unlombok actually shall i say we've been on a, a few journeys over the last month um no more so though i must first of all again <laughs> with the backdrop of mount rinjani behind me apologize not to mosquitoes or to octopuses but to all christians out there especially devout ones with closed minds, I do sincerely apologize for likening my uh, second oldest boy's pose. Uh, there he is on a surfboard uh, to the Jesus Christ move. Um, I didn't mean it in that way. It was just the shape. Um, he holds it very well. Uh, but apologize if I did offend anyone of that ilk. It's certainly not what I intended uh, to do. So there you go. There's my disclaimers and apologies out the way. Hopefully I won't make any more. Um, but maybe I can, as you'll find out soon. <laughs> the pick of stun then for this month, it has to be this one. Look at that. There is she is in all her glory. Mount Rinjani, second biggest mountain, uh, second biggest volcano active um, in Indonesia. You know, there's a lot of volcanoes here, a lot of earthquakes. That's just kind of where we are. Um, and uh, Rinjani peaks at about 3,746 meters. So it's quite a climb. I was going to take Zach um for his 10th birthday you know kind of coming of age or coming of double digits luckily i didn't know because i've heard a lot from people it is quite hard we did some research the documentary show that uh yeah it's definitely one you wouldn't do after a night out with a load of beers um with your mates and flip-flops and just a t-shirt and swimming shorts but anyway this is um a lovely little place at the base of the mountain uh that they've done it really reminds me if you look there listeners viewers i mean that could be japan as well Beautiful gardens, actually owned by a Chinese person. I, I didn't get to meet him, but it's uh, very well done. And it had a lovely pool, a bit cold though, uh, at that time of the year that we were there. But it's just absolutely beautiful. And the backdrop's there. Did we climb Rinjani this time? No, we didn't. My excuse was I have four children, um, young children, and um, and uh, 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 a beautiful wife. Let's just put it that way. Okay, moving on. There's the Pikistan, Mount Rinjani, Northern Lombok. World news then, let's get this crap out of the way. Oh, there we go, former FTX box. I didn't try to commit fraud, no. Maybe not. He might just be a pawn for some extortionate money. Um, extortion going through the systems there. I wonder if we'll ever find out exactly where all the money went. I'm sure we won't. Um, Jiang Zeming there, the former Chinese premier, um, finally 
dead uh, after I think 96 years. Interesting chap. Messi coming to light. Fake masterpiece. Prince William's godmother quits over remarks to a black charity bot. A boss, sorry. You've got to be careful with your words these days, otherwise you just end up apologising every day. There's nothing wrong with a good apology. South African president looks like he's got some impeachment charges going against him. I don't know. Tried that with Trump for a long time. Um, Fleetwood Mac, oh, dies at the age of 79. And, of course, we do have, um, forget the cricket, uh, we do have the World Cup on. It feels very un-World Cup-y. I don't know if you agree uh, at the moment. Um, it's here, it's on, it's on late. I watched the highlights with the boys. Uh, of course, we're in there for England and Japan. Monumental beating Germany and Spain last night, losing to Costa Rica. Bit of a strange one, but then they move on. So we're in support of the Japanese and the English. Oh, wouldn't it be amazing if they could meet? That really would be crazy. And look at this, uh, some bit of interesting funny stories. Thai temple left without any monks after they all fail drug tests um mm, there you go and uh mass new photos staged on a famous beach for skin cancer awareness and of course uh, i ask you to tell me which country that was in and goddamn right it's where they put the shrimps on the barbie mate it is uh um we were put careful where you put your hot shrimps on that day it is in australia um so well done to the aussies uh for getting naked and um being told what to do from a big megaphone okay uh raises awareness i guess which is uh <laughs> what it's all about i wonder what else it raises right moving on bradshaw family updates then right what do i say well first of all um it's my birthday coming up 20th december so um i look forward to uh i don't know if it'll happen normally on the 20th december in the morning i try to get out my front door but i can't um, we have to get the local forces around to remove all those amazing pile-up of cards that I get. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yes, uh, 20th of December, and I will be... <clears throat> yeah, so there you go. Um, what else is going on? It's not really an update, is it? Oh, yes, we've decided uh, I'm thinking of uh, putting the boys forward for the next Jungle Book premiere. Um, that's Dad doing some training um, with, the, uh, with, with uh, the two youngest boys, seeing uh, if they can pull some moves. Um, swing up on the trees and maybe uh, talk to some snakes. It is quite clear, though, that Zach, my oldest one, whoever knows him, really does look like that. And Max is getting pretty similar, too. Uh, this, by the way, my gosh, no beers are needed for this. There's a place in uh, in Kuta, Central Kuta, I found. I just went for a very quiet coffee to do my stuff, do my work stuff. And um, if you can see these uh, these stairs, beautiful wooden stairs, but what, what they seem to have done wrong or right or maybe on purpose is the angles here, the vertical angle, is actually on a more of a kind of 45, 60 degree angle. So as you're going up the stairs, ladies and gentlemen, and this is me going down the stairs, when you're going down the stairs, it looks like you're going up the stairs. And when you're going up the stairs, it looks like you're going down the stairs. Uh, so I, I've never seen anything like it. It's like one of those wiki, um, wacky kind of um, places you go that they set up with like loads of mirrors and bizarre illusions. That definitely would be one of them. Um, it's closed at the moment. Apparently, they're not doing food or drinks. And um, I kind of wonder why, because I'm sure a few people would stack it when going down there after a few. And then, of course, Kai. Um, we found this beautiful place, actually, a hotel come restaurant um, hangout that we found called uh, Giovanna uh, in Central Kuta again beautiful landscaping he has about 11 uh tortoise um these guys can go to about 80 years of age i think this one's probably about 15 years old and look at that ninny as big as kai um so you just they just walking around into the kitchen walking around the grounds so it's beautifully landscaped by uh, i think aussie guy called steve um maybe one day i can do some more on Giovanna because uh, they really have done a wonderful job and the food is uh, smashing as well so another great place to go with friends and family, and even you, maybe, when you come over and see us one day. Right then, how do I, how do I start this? Uh, well, uh, it's been really amazing doing all these vlogs. Um, whoever's crazy enough to watch them, uh, I hope you've enjoyed them and um, yeah, been inspired maybe in some way or just uh, maybe a bit of time out to relax and not think about lots of stressful things. But for me, it has been quite stressful. Um, been stressful putting them together and, and as we've started to merge into life here in Lombok it's becoming more difficult uh, every time to do this especially now with the the work and the teaching stuff really starting to envelop us all 
Um, so what I'm going to say is this. This is the last episode. Um, quick, grab your, your tissues um, or your, um, uh, I don't know, party bloomers or something and, and jump up and down. This is going to be the last monthly episode. I cannot carry on. I have to put my hands up and I, I have to say uh, I can't do any more. This is the fifth one. I'm really pleased that we've done this um and i know the kids looking back when they're older which one of the main reasons i did it also um will really appreciate it or maybe not if i embarrass them too much through it but this is going to be the last one for now and um whether or not i start any more up potentially i'm sure at some point um there's just so much going on here as you can imagine new life just new everything that doing this at the end of every month i'm, I'm really finding it hard to uh, put it all together so there you go um enjoy the last show and let's move on shall we um in positive um spirit so where have we been this past month in november we've been a lot of places i think i did tell you in the last vlog that we were going on a road trip we were going on a road trip and where were we going well sambawa sambawa was the place we took the motorbikes um, that we were preparing for last time I did the vlog. And uh, if you see um, on the this map here, we have uh, the red pin is on um, Lombok. Okay, Lombok Island. This is where we are down in the south. Um, so we went over to the next island to the east. Uh, to the east. Look how big it is. It's massive compared to, to Lombok. Um, if you look here, actually, it looks a little bit like a lizard. The lizard's head. And his legs at the back anyway so we took a ferry um we took a ferry from up here in the the east side of uh of lombok over to potatano which is the port on the west side of sambawa and we did a big drive all the way down the west coast to the bottom of the west coast beautiful beach line amazing for surfing and i was told you know going to sambawa would be like going back 20 years from lombok going from Bali to Lombok it's like going 20 years back to Lombok so we've gone 20 years 20 years 40 years behind uh, uh, Bali 20 years behind Lombok in terms of development um, and it certainly was that you, you certainly felt a lot more um, uh, you know kind of on your own in uh, in, in Sambawa and away from uh, from everything away from the maddening crowd shall we say uh, this of course is Lombok so we drove up from from Kuta here where we're based where I'm uh, recording this from now Kuta and we drove all the way up to Labuan um, the port place in uh, on the east coast of Lombok I don't know, that took about, what, three hours um, to get up there. Quite hectic roads, I must admit. And we got here. This is um, looking over to Sumbawa from the east side of, um, of Lombok. It was late. We didn't want to take the boat. And um, the sun was setting. And we just found this place by random. And meanwhile, just searched where we were. And there was a place with a few reviews right on the beach, guys, right on the beach. Uh, here's Matt and Maylene, by the way. Matt and Maylene, Matt Black and Maylene Sizen, um, our bikes, they did a great job going all that way. And just, uh, oh, I can go back to that later for you. Um, so there they were. These are the bikes, by the way, that we had. Do you remember we, I was telling you we got these delivered? They came just before we left, which was perfect timing. It, mean, it meant that we, uh, we were meant to go on this trip. But as you can see, my wife wanted to bring more. I had to overload the front of each of the bike too. There's a bag there wrapped over in a our beach bag wrapped over that so we were quite heavy uh you have to be careful when you stop with bikes right with two wheels can you because you can't just stop and then suddenly if one of the kids moves you go whoop and straight over i think meanwhile came off twice but not driving fast um and i came off once as well just on a turn a skid um but hey that's uh that's the fun of it yeah uh, so this was the place on the beach. This is in the morning. We woke up. Look at this. It's got a like a Star Trek futuristic window cut into the wall. Um, cool place, uh, middle of nowhere, but right next to the uh, the the sea and staring us in the face. The island of Sumbawa, where uh, we were about to go in that morning. Um, so this is us on the ferry. It takes about I think it was about two hours, two and a half hours for the. Um, the ferry journey 
over to Sambara. It's about a 35 mile um, strip, so not that far, but it can get quite um, tough with those uh, with the tides um, and the currents. This is Kai. It was like going back, like I don't know, 50 years. I don't know where this when this ship was built. This ferry was built. Um, but we managed to get up into the um, place where they, I can't remember what you call it, where, where they drive a boat. You don't even say drive or sail. There was no sails. Anyway, you know what I mean, where the captain was. And they let Kai have a drive of the, the ship. There he is again. Jasper actually having a go this time. Pretty, pretty cool. Um, and, uh, oh, this is a little video. Let's, let's play this, shall we? Of uh, Kai and lovely Miwa. And there's the captain. There's the captain not knowing that my children were going to go and piss him off um, in about 20 minutes time. But they were very nice, as, as all most uh, Indonesians that I meet here, really graceful and um, lovely, lovely people. Always smiling, singing. Um, there's Kai again, uh, getting down with it. I wouldn't trust him behind that wheel. And so there we go. We got off and bam, bang, bam. Welcome to Jungle. This is what it was like. One thing I have to say, maybe if this was 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, these roads would have been very different. But I've been amazed since coming here how brilliant the road system is, um, not just in Lombok, but also clearly in Sumbawa. Here we go. Beautiful weather, lovely winding roads, luscious jungle greenery. And I don't advise anyone to film while they're on a bike like this, unless you've got a kind of a holder and a good, you know, GoPro setup. Ah, I thought I'd just show you some of the road. Brilliant stuff. So when we arrived, we kind of, Went further down, you know, that coast, the west coast of Sumbawa. And, um, yeah, this first place Miwa kind of found to, to stay in, she wasn't quite happy with. Uh, <laughs> this is this kind of wooden shack um, and uh, a load of holes for mozzies to come and feed on us. So we moved on and we carried on because we were driving. We were really enjoying it. Actually, Miwa and I really enjoyed driving on the bikes because, one, we don't have to engage with the kids for like a good hour yeah and you can kind of like just it's kind of a meditation anyone that likes riding bikes will know exactly that it's just something beautiful about it and uh, you know you're exposed to the uh, the elements and um yeah and the kids did a really good great job as well they weren't jumping off or anything or crying they wanted to get down we, we generally do probably um you know 30 40 kilometers and then we'd stop somewhere for a drink or something like that um because it gets a bit yeah, boring after about that time. Although I could carry on because it's, it's just bliss. Um, but the kids were getting a little bit, you know, can we have a drink, Dad, or something like that. Anyway, we moved on from this. Um, it wasn't up to Miwa's um, scratch. And and I found another one. Uh, E-Homestay, this is it, a little wooden thing. Um, it was getting late, by the way. Uh, our time management was out, and I just picked it. Um, I left the kids um, on a beach having fun. It was really cheap. And then I realized why it was really cheap. There was no aircon in it. And uh, you could imagine I was not the most popular of dads that night. It was uh, quite tough. Um, but you know what? Good for the boys to see that they can't always have the best rooms and the air cons and the TVs and the computer games and the iPads and then this and that. la di da di da For any parent out there, uh, you know exactly what I mean. But it's time for a bit of hardship. And there's Zach with his little mosquito net. Um, what a wimp. And uh, it was all curling up around him because it wasn't big enough. And he's got a Rubik's Cube. There you go. Much better than um, anything else he could be doing, I'm sure. So in the morning, we woke up. Everyone wasn't particularly very happy. <laughs> we wanted to, to leave that place. 
Um, and then we came to this wonderful beach. I mean, look at this. It's just very close to where we were when we woke up in that shack. And, um, yeah, that really kind of wakes you up and um, balances your emotions out. We found a really kind of nice um, resort place, uh, which I'm glad I didn't find the night before. <laughs> and we had there, uh, we had breakfast on the beach. Really nice breakfast. Just look at that. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, and, and a goose, a goose, a geese. Uh, came and um, started to uh, have fun with the boys. Um, really friendly little thing. And look at this. While I was having a chill for five minutes, it, it doesn't really ever happen, but there you go. I was for five minutes. Um, it decided to sit on the plate as if it wanted me to put it in the oven or as if it's been preparing for its time in the oven. Um, yeah, really quite bizarre. I've never sat with a goose before on a beach having breakfast and... Uh, Here's a video of the uh, of the star himself. Well, I think they gave him too much breakfast because he did end up crapping on the table, at which point me and him, his friendship uh, kind of dissolved and uh, off he went um, up into the sky. Uh, no, he went off somewhere. But uh, don't worry um, to the Geese Association, Goose Association. Everything is fine. I am learning uh, step by step, as they say. Be patient, be patient. So then we went onwards. We went further down um, that West Coast, further down the West Coast in the bikes, having our meditation having our bliss of quiet, not needing to interact with the kids. And we came to this place um, called Castaways. Castaways, owned by a, um, a Polish guy, actually. Been there for many years in the um, the uh, mining industry. Big mines around here, by the way, is a, a school that's um, owned by the mines and a, a lot of the, um, the foreign workers in the mines put their children there. Really secluded. Um, but you can imagine you can make really good money uh, in the mining industry. Anyway, this guy had retired um, he built a nice place like this. It really nice. it actually looks like a front of a of a ship or something, a sailing ship. Um, he invited us up there. Um, we had a, a a beer with him. Actually, this guy really likes beer. Um, even from uh, maybe nine in the morning, the boys were telling me all the time, he's got beer, the manager, the boss is having another beer. I'm like, well, you know, he's probably on holiday. <clears throat> I did notice it was a bit more frequent than, say, someone on holiday. Um, and a, a lot of the, the pathways actually he'd, um, he'd stuck empty beer bottles into to kind of create the core, which then the soil would go over the, um, <laughs> over the top of anyway. Um, yeah, funny guy. And, uh, you know, he just kind of like all day go around swearing at his, uh, at his workers. Um, but it must be a different life over here. I tell you, it's really secluded. Um, you really do feel you're far away. I actually thought Lombok was going to be like this. Uh, oh, there's a little table and chairs outside of our room. The beach is out there. And I'm actually really glad that it wasn't because I think this would have been maybe a bit too much of a, you know, a change from busy city urban life in, um, in mainland China to, you know, tropical <laughs> beach life in uh, Lombok, but Lombok really is um, much more um, developed. I mean, for example, all of the building materials that would have made this, I mean, apart from the, the coconut tree wood and stuff here you see on the supports, would have come over from Mathram, the, the capital of uh, Lombok and the west of Lombok. So, you know, it's really, yeah, it's not, uh, the uh, systems really aren't in place, um, distribution channels, all that kind of thing here at the moment. It really is the complete getaway, hideaway, um, place and bar and you know that's that's some there's there's something in that yeah and a hammock by the sea what a terrible image photo there I have to speak to my researchers and uh, back we are then to this wanted to show you so we'd crossed over um lompoc is there to the left you can just see a little bit of it the uh, west coast of uh, the east coast sorry we, we came over to the west coast potatano the port and we took the bike i'm right down here by the way on the on the edge we've gone all the way down and where um castaways is it's really right down here at the bottom so we've come all that way um down there again um beautiful beaches 
Um, we decided when we hit castaways that we would start to make our um, route back up, um, back up the coast that we'd um, gone down. Um, and, and this was, I think this was Scar Reef. There's some very famous surf spots um, in, uh, in, in Sumbawa. Um, generally for the uh, intermediate high-level surfers, where, of course, Zach and uh, Jasper and myself certainly don't categorize um, or equate to at the moment. This is a nice little place we found um, on the way up. Again, we stopped off for the night. Uh, we all fit, fit into that bed. I think I kicked Zach down onto that side bit there. Um, and that, that had a, a, a nice pool and um, some good food. And they go right next to another beautiful beach. But really, the uh, the, the reality of the situation was um, that we were thinking we could have done a bit of um, surfing, you know, because we'd done some lessons. But really, when I saw them, they were all reef reef waves. I just I wasn't confident enough to take the boys out um on them i have to say so back to lombok we will go and get back onto our surfing very soon uh, that certainly is the illusion versus the reality and as it says there we, it's time to move we thought hey we've done the the beach thing we've done the west coast up and down let's do something different now and so what do we do we went all the way back crossed on the ferry back to the east of uh, lombok and we thought why not do from beach to warm, hot sand, up to cold, fresh mountain air. And so we decided to go up and see this area up here. This is uh, this white area is, of course, Rinjani, not my leg, uh, but the uh, volcano in the north of Lombok. And if you go around the side, you have an area called Sembalan. Sembalan, I think I've said that wrong, um, around here, which we were advised to go and see by our friends. And so we started to make the journey up uh, into the, the mountains. And so the mountain climb began and it was really quite amazing. Oh, I love going up to mountains, especially when you're in hot countries, because, you know, we were there and uh, the air was hot and, um, you know, kind of quite sweaty on the bikes. But when you go fast, the wind kind of helps you cool down a bit. As we started to do our um, ascent, uh, things started to get a bit murkier and the air obviously starts to get a bit colder. This is actually, I believe, when we hit the peak of the road. Uh, we were literally in the clouds, but I thought I'd film it a bit. You see, it's a lot less, um, well, certainly a lot less jungly than Sumbawa. But you see, we're really in the clouds. And it's just a lovely experience to then think, oh, gosh, I wish I had some socks on, you know. <laughs> it's good for the boys to see the difference. So being on the sea level, of course, in the morning... And then being up here, we got to about, we climbed to about 1,300 meters was where we were staying. So a bit of a climb, um, but nice to, to see the, you know, the difference in, in temperature and, and freshness. And there's a load of chilies, of course. Lombok is the word in, in Sasak, uh, the local language here for chilies. Um, I never understand chilies being called chilies. Chilies mean it's cold, right? They're not cold. They're certainly not going to make you cold. But I have to say, I said to Miwa and the boys, it reminded me of being in some hill towns in India. Um, kind of the same kind of feeling and really kind of like you realize you're in different terrain, different atmosphere, different kind of people in houses and uh, just the way things are. I, I really like that. And of course, here was the, the backdrop for the pick of stun. This was the place we, we stayed at. You know, those places you don't book and you just find one and it's just everything's right about it that I really appreciated that. I love it when that happens. And this was it, little kind of Swiss wooden cottage they built all along around the pools. And there you go, you got that nice wooded panel effect inside with floorboards. It was great, very cozy. And it was certainly much colder up here. Um, so cold that uh, you could grow strawberries. And so we went strawberry picking. Oh gosh, never had so many strawberries. Lovely little place, um, the bottom of one of the mountains. Here's a, that's a nice pick. We don't normally have these moments where we can actually get someone to take a picture of us all. It's normally myself in there or Miwa in there, but there you go, we got one. Jasper looking proud of his prized. You know, they were fighting about who had the best strawberries. It's ridiculous. Uh, and then they had a lovely little organic restaurant where they made food from, they, they didn't just grow um, strawberries, they grew other vegetables. And uh, so we sat down and that was a really nice experience. I fully recommend um, that place if you're ever uh, around um, that area, Sembalan, um, to the east of uh, Rinjani and going up to the north of it. 
So, what else did we do? Well, we decided after a few days, it was a bit cold, we had no socks or really tops, so we said, let's go and do some waterfalls. Um, so we actually started to go around the north part of Rinjani um, to the west, and about, I think, a couple of hours, no, maybe an hour, hour and a half from where we were staying up in the mountains, you started to descend, and you got to a couple of um, some of Lombok's most popular um, waterfalls. Uh, one of them was called, I think, Sendangili, um, a bit Chinese in name, and the other one was Tiup Kalep, the biggest one in uh, Lombok, I might add. So I thought, hey, let's go, on, let's go and do some waterfalls. Hopefully, we won't have to walk that far. And, uh, well, it was quite a walk, but uh, it could have been a lot worse. Actually, this is the guide that we... Um, that we paid to come with us. I'm actually really glad that any families doing this, please take a guide like this guy. He was amazing. He really helped with like helping to take our stuff. And he also helped to carry um, Kai um, sometimes as well up the stairs because there were a lot of steps you'll see in a minute. And um, yeah, quite a walk across um, all types of terrain. Uh, so this was the first one, Sendangili, I think. And uh, we went down to it. It's just the amazing force of water um just incredible i mean that's pretty big in itself but you could drink the water it was all from the mountains so it was beautiful the boys tucked into that and then of course we were said well let's let's get on to the big one the big goliath because this was quite easy to get to um that's the same one there incredible imagine that for your shower every day um it was quite treacherous you can see some of the stairs need a bit of uh, maintenance i mean that actually there is a sharp piece of metal as is there, I mean, oh God, I'd hate to think what would happen if someone stumbled on there. Really would. Um, but our guide was helping us all the way. He actually made these really cool uh, little hats, um, jungle hats out of some of the, the leaves there, which the boys were fascinated by. There's guys one. My gosh, I have to say it doesn't happen a lot, but doesn't he look such a lovely, happy child? <laughs> the irony. The irony if you knew the reality. Um, and there's Max. Look at that. Absolutely loving it um polar polar difference by the way max is the guy in many ways and uh yeah he's just really into into the green thing loves it so uh yeah they all had to have hats of course so he hit the guy had his uh his work cut out there we carried on there's king canute um with his stick that was another thing they all argued about that's my stick that's my stick i want a bigger stick dad get me this stick but hey better than an ipad i guess <clears throat> and then this is tu kalep everyone I think it's 45 or 49 meters high. Um, we got there finally. Uh, it took about, what, an hour to get there. And um, I actually took Max and Jasper very close to the epicenter of the waterfall. Um, I haven't got the pictures. Uh, I just couldn't be bothered to find them on different phones. But there you go. You get an understanding of the magnitude of it. And, oh, isn't that beautiful? We met a lovely Italian guy, Alessandro. If you watch this, big love to you, brother. Thank you for taking this photo um, and helping us. We had lunch with him too. It was really great. So wherever you are, hope you're safe and enjoying your adventures. I'm sure you are. Um, and there you go. That doesn't happen often either. And the boy's looking quite content there. Uh, let's watch some videos, shall we, of the waterfall extravaganza. Going to some waterfalls with Northern Lombok. It's the first one down here. The Manji. There you can see the... Sendangi. And Tiu Kelap, which is the biggest one in Lombok. Okay, so that was the first bit. <laughs> Look at this. Look at that one. Hold my microphone there. Look at this. Uh, you wouldn't want to fall down there, would you? Um, so, yeah, it was really quite an adventure. I would recommend this to anyone. You kind of feel like you're Indiana Jones for a couple of hours. <laughs> Very perilous bridge. <laughs> Long way down there, Kai, isn't it? <laughs> so we soldiered on and uh what was next 
but we had streams and certain things to cross, which was cool. Send back the waterfall. Actually, I do apologise. <laughs> this was the first waterfall we got to, but you could just hear it. Incredible. Yeah, so the boys helped them. So actually, the water was lovely, um, very tasty. Uh, so that was the first one. I got those missed up, sorry, uh, chronologically. Uh, moving on, yes, we carried on our journey across streams and rivers and crocodiles. No, there's no crocodiles, uh, but you never know. And I think if anyone goes to Tiukilep and you don't know where you're going, you could easily get lost. That was another good thing of having a guide with us. We want to get lost. And here's the Italian guy, Alessandro, doing his Instagram filming. Funny guy. There's always one, eh? Or in this case, two. I mean, even standing, what, 20 meters away, you could have a full-on shower. You know, just the force of the water bouncing off. Jasper looking a bit worn out. Max, old shepherd Max. <laughs> Come on, Mowgli. <laughs> Jungle book. Yeah, it was great. So there's the map again, which tells me we were about here, by the way. If you can see my arrow, uh, a little bit to the the northwest of uh, of the north point of Rinjani, the volcano. So then what we did is we headed over on the bikes back up to the coast, the north coast, down the side, past the Gillies, the Gilly Islands, um, and all the way down to Sengigi here, where we've been um, before. So in a way, we've kind of gone from the south all the way up across to Sumbawa, down the west coast, back up the west coast, back over to Lombok, and then up over the top of Rinjani and back down one massive big uh, circle. Now, before we got to Sengigi, Miwa was telling us we had to go to Sengigi Wildlife Park. I got to say, I must profess I'm not a big supporter or fan of zoos, but I, do, I, I am glad I went here because it's kind of not your normal zoo. Um, it's kind of like a home type zoo where you can get really close up to the animals and there's no one around to the point where you're like, should I be this close to this really dangerous animal that could bite my hand off at any second? And, you know, the fences are kind of like nay high, um, where in normal zoos they'd be like this and electric fences and stuff like that. But So it was quite uh, an experience being so close to the animals. These are the elephants, beautiful things. And another nice photo, unfortunately. Mowgli there is, uh, is looking away. But, yeah, amazing animals. Elephants are amazing. There were parrots and all sorts of birds that you could hold and... Um, um max look at that beak was uh was absolutely loving it kai was <laughs> kai was annoying them um jasper there you go the snake look mr cool mr snake and uh <laughs> look at this from mowgli max i mean it's like he's dancing with it he's in his absolute element with animals i'm, I'm sure this boy is going to grow up very close to nature i can just see him feel it um some crocs Pretty damn big ones. 
well, I think there'll be alligators. I can't remember the difference. Um, let me know. Uh, and these orangutans, these are classics. You can actually pay extra to have dinner with them and get them to play with your children. We didn't do that, but we were speaking to the lady who looks after them for quite a while. And he was doing all sorts of things to distract us, spitting at me and uh, putting his hand up so he could then jump over the cage. Um, but yeah, really quite amazing. And these, these were born, he has a sister as well. They were both born in, the, in this uh, sanctuary. So as I said, we wrapped back up to Sengigi uh, on the West Coast before we came back down to where we are now. We stayed at good old Batu Belong, um, which I think I've showed you in previous videos when we went up to Sengigi. And what I love about Sengigi is, is, you know, years ago, it was the first kind of resort town in Lombok. Lots, most tourists would go there even before they went on to the Gili Islands in the north. But it's kind of like now Kuta's happening and you can go COVID and that. There's just direct ferries straight from Bali to the Gili's in the north and straight down to Kuta. So most people kind of seem to skip Sangigi now. So it's just a kind of little bit of a ghost town, but I, I like it. And there's some cool people, long-term expats live in there. And uh, one of them, um, uh, 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 Drew, uh, a lovely guy from Australia, and his Swedish wife, Katharina, we've got to know them quite well on the beach for dinner, fish kebabs and beers, um, and all things nice, um, has started quite a, fostered quite a special relationship with Zach, my eldest, in terms of um, <laughs> intellectual exchange. They're always talking about things um, of a science nature, and Zach wanting to go to Harvard when he's 16, and la di da di -dee so anyway they came up with this idea Zach wanted to make a sushi gun uh, to shoot uh, sushi I'm not joking into people's mouths as a kind of restaurant type gimmick um, and so I was open to it you know design science creation the whole kind of process of uh, going from an idea to building it and testing it why not let's do it um, Jack wasn't at school for a while although of course we're back now and so this is where it all started one night over some beers. Uh, we did some drawings. Zach was happy with this. Uh, plastic piping on a reducer there. Then they were going to use a, uh, a, you know, a flick switch lighter in a lighter um, with some, uh, some butane gas and, um, and get it lit up and shoot sushi out of the, the end. So we had a kit list and Zach and I went to Mataram, the nearby city, about 15, 20 minutes down the road from Sengigi. And slowly but surely started to get the parts together. Here we are. This was the uh, the parts there and um, way on its way to being piloted. And then this is Drew and Zach. They spent the afternoon together in Drew's place. Drew, actually interesting. Him and Katarina have a company called Geo Trash Management, I think, where they have a process um, that, again, can uh, recycle plastics. Um, which again is very, very needed all around the world, no doubt, especially here in China, biggest uh, plastic polluters of them all. So um, he's doing some great things here. And uh, yeah, he's uh, taking a shine to Zach. Zach's taking a shine to him. So it's really great to see uh, this relationship and, um, uh, and them doing stuff, putting it all together. I think Zach learns a lot. And here he is with the, the attempt, getting it ready, getting it even more ready. And you know what? Why don't we even watch it happen? This is Zach, Drew, and the Sengigi Sushi Gun, take one. <laughs> he was made up and they were trying different sushi amounts um it's still very much in its test phase uh but it's uh yeah he's got it here and it's up on his wall kind of thing um we will keep you posted with the uh the next design of the sengigi sushi gun but just remember from zach's side you heard it first here okay so after that we've done our big road journey we were ready to get off the bikes and of course we were ready to move into our place we could only move in on miwa's birthday hence happy birthday 20th of november to my lovely wife um and uh yeah what a birthday present that was do you see how i plan these things isn't it amazing uh always thinking two steps ahead <laughs> so we arrived at our new house but of course you don't just walk in and everything's done right and also 
um, we were thinking our packages from China, and I've, I've talked about this in previous vlogs and the nightmare scenario, um, overpriced and terrible service from the company that sent them in China. They were meant to arrive five days after we moved in, but guess when they arrived? They arrived on that very same day that we've moved in. So added extra things to do. Um, there's a couple of these, a couple of big boxes of these, so not that much. It makes me sick thinking how much I pay for it. Trust Movers, you are not to be trusted uh really despicable company but anyway at least it's here although i haven't opened them yet um we got them out and uh we put them in our spare room actually the room that i'm very much now standing in i'm standing here the computer's on here um and we've ordered some racks so that'll all be hopefully opened up before christmas but what a great birthday present for miwa although she didn't really see that as a good birthday present to be honest but the house was. And it's been a couple of weeks, 10 days, shall I say, of just constant house fixes. Um, you know, it's a great house, but yeah, we live in a perishable world here, you know, in the tropics with the weather and stuff. Everything's kind of been uh, let go a little bit. So we've had to fix a lot of the electrics and um, bits and bobs I won't bore you with. Uh, but it's still going on and I'm hoping to finish very, very soon um, on that. Hence, like I was saying before, just getting this vlog together. It's been really tough, this one. And I've got five minutes to go before Kai comes back with our new nanny. Going to be making a load of noise. So I need to move onwards and upwards. And I'm sure you want me to, too. So happy birthday to Miwa. Check out the rain, by the way, at the porch of our door. Just to show um, how hard it can be. Listen to that rain. Rain in the tropics. I mean, we are in the rainy season now, listeners, viewers. We're in the rainy season. It's November time. It's going to get worse. And I have to say, when it rains, it rains here. There's something beautiful about listening to rain when you're not in the rain. <laughs> so there you go. Because it's still quite, it's warm here, but it's cold when the rain lashes down, especially if you're on a motorbike with nothing on. Um, okay. So also um, what I thought I'd do as we are now at home is to show you a quick video um, of the house um, going in from the driveway so you can get a good understanding of it's better than photos. So here we go. This is our new home, at least for a year. And I hope some of you watching this, listening to this, will come and stay with us. Um, we do have actually rooms on the outside. Um, uh, uh, oh, come on, let's just shut up, Chris, and uh, and take you in, shall we? So in through the driveway gate. Nice little drive. And place to park the scooters. This is the... Uh, the main entrance. Apologies for the mess. We are still very much getting things together. This is kind of like the living room area. There's Gens, the uh, nanny who's starting with us. Kitchen. Fridge is broke, by the way. Guy's coming at two today to look at that. <laughs> it's one thing after another. Here's the room of all our china boxes and where I'm standing there. There's the computer. This is a little washroom. For the washing and then this Jumanji shower. Had to put some more paving stones down because it's, yeah, it was a bit much standing on all the little pebbles. Living room with the sofa. This is Zach and, uh, sorry, Max and Kai's room. He's actually sleeping there. That's why I couldn't put the light on. So you see, very bare at the moment, not much in there. Round past the living room TV. This is our room, Miwa and I's room. Miwa and I's room. And then we whack this door through. This door wasn't here. We put it in there so we could then use this hall area. I'm going to put the office. It's a wasted space otherwise. And then this leads into Zach and Jasper's room. Look at that. They've got their own beds and um, even their own bathroom. The Fauntleroy brothers. Simple but effective. And this is me going back out living room. As Lombok, the uh, Lobok, the electrician, he's putting a fan up in the ceiling. All the rooms have aircon except the living room and the kitchen, so we've had to put fans in because meanwhile was a little bit hot. And this is around the side in the garden, 
And uh, originally there were free exterior rooms you see you could access and rent without having to go through the main house. So now we have two exterior rooms separate from the house. Here's one of them, a twin bed. And uh, oh, look, I even show you the bathroom. A bathroom in there. So that's cool for two people. And come on, hurry up, Chris. We've got to get this done. Got some nice gazebos there you can sit on in the sun or at night. So that doors that's the door that goes into the hallway where the office is going to be. It's closed off. And then round the back, we have another private room where actually a couple of friends, uh, Steffi, an intern at the school, staying with her boyfriend, Robin, at the moment in their nice double room with bathroom. And actually where my... Uh, where Pops, where Grandpa Swampy will be staying. He's coming out here to see us, I think, on the 18th of December. So super excited to see uh, my father after, what, two years? Too long. And uh, you're going to be, he's going to be staying in that room there. Um, so there you go. Being warmed up nicely for you by a couple of German uh, students. So, oh, uh, what else happened? Well, it was Mima's birthday, and I couldn't just give her those boxes, right? Or a house <laughs> for the year. Oh, no, no, she needed more. So I took her on a shopping spree in the big city in Mataram, and uh, we got lots of stuff for the house, um, food bits and bobs. And then we went to drop off a present um, at one of our teacher's houses, Mr. Linger, who actually travels, commutes 49 kilometers, 50 kilometers from the city of Mataram to Kuta every day to take um, a homeroom class in MIS, Mandalika Intercultural School. And he's just had his first baby, a little baby girl. So we went to drop off a present on behalf of the school. And look what happened when we turned around. Amazing. I mean, this is a little village just outside of Mataram. And I don't know, it must be like 20 plus kids there. But this was Mr. Linger's home as a child. And I met most all of his family. It's really incredible. Just a totally different way of, um, you know, a way of life. But congratulations to them and their new baby. Wish them all the best of health and success. So that was that. A quick land date, a land update for you. If you remember in the last vlog, uh, I took the little rascals um, to put the piles in um, to delineate our land that we're purchasing. That's basically gone to the next stage. This is the, the nominee, Ojek, and his wife, who the land actually was under. And, um, and they're signing off here with the notary uh, to then progress the, uh, the um, purchase agreement and be able to now transfer the land into the name of our company. Um, remember, you can't own land privately here as a foreigner, but you can own it, uh, the freehold, under your company uh, if you can own a company. And we have that sorted um, now. So all good. That's nearly done and finished. And the finish line is ahead. The finish line is ahead, um, not only for this particular episode, but as I said, last episode for now, um, I need to focus on other things. Um, and uh, I'm glad, to be honest, I really wanted to get to 12 um, I had that kind of moment at three where I was like, that's enough. I got to five just before Christmas. So I hope, um, I hope you're proud of me. Um. <laughs> so quick tip of the month, of course. Oh gosh, how can I not leave you with a tip of the month? This time, by the way, I'm not going to do any financial disclaimers and all that crap because this one's actually not something to invest money in. It's something that you might want to just invest some time in. So here we go. Tip of the month. Yeah, so I had to quickly uh, stop the video there because uh, Kai, if you remember, just came through the, the door uh, making a large noise. So I'm going to get this done and then Kai can come in for his afternoon nap, hey? Um, all sorts going on. All sorts going on. So the tip of the month this week, or this month, may I say, is something I got involved in actually before I left for China in 2008. The company is called Escape the city, um, which is exactly finally what I've managed to do with my family all those years later. Now, the reason I like this company, by the way, it's www.escapethecity.org, um, is because they were, uh, yeah, they were a trendsetter in terms of the HR recruitment industry. 
as you said, find work that matters to you and the world. Join an expert-led community of 500,000 uh, purpose-driven escapees and progressive employers, events, courses, and resources to help you find your next exciting opportunity. So if you want to get out of the mainstream, you want to get off of the hamster wheel <clears throat> kind of things, you know, I, I thought about a lot <laughs> over the years, even actually leaving England for China, I kind of felt, you know, I just needed to get away and escape um, the norm and what I just got so used to um, and kind of just step out of my comfort zone, then this is uh, maybe a place uh, for you to check out the website, escapecity.org. And, and so what does it do? Well, it started in 2010, which is the time when I left for China um, from 2008, 2010. And they've been on a mission to help a million people quit their corporate jobs and find work that matters to them and the world. So they're really focusing on people, boring people. Sorry, you corporates, bankers, uh, people with shiny, uh, polished shoes all day and, you know, like a belt for every day of the week. And, um, yes, you go to bars on Friday nights and, uh, la -di -da -di -da, um, and you've got too many ties, um, to cope with. 17,000 opportunities. They've really grown a lot um, of cool, exciting jobs. They've actually got, what's that, 3,000 plus exciting employers. Okay, so this is the, the people looking to employ corporate people, people with who have a lot of skills that might want to do something a little bit different. And uh, as I said, they run courses and that. They've had over 2,000 people do that in things of setting up your own business and doing your own freeing freedom, having your own say in your life. Um, so escape the city, choose your escape route. As they say, you can find a job opportunity change your career and you can start a business through their education courses. All this is really cool. I've checked out a lot of jobs, sent them to a lot of friends over the years. The best thing to do is to just go onto their website, put your details in. It's all free for prospective um, people looking for jobs and you can match up with some pretty cool different things in all over the world as well, which is really, they've got a lot of London focus, of course, it's where it's come from although I believe their offices are now in Brighton. Um, but they do have a lot of great opportunities um, from, you know, working in the mountains and the snow uh, all the way to the beach or even the tropical areas of Bali and, um, <clears throat> and where we are in Lombok. So I really like this idea. Um, I don't think I'll probably make any money from it, uh, but that's not the point. I just like the energy and, uh, and I wanted to, um, I wanted to um, give them some more and hopefully they'd be more, more and more successful as the years go on right questions and answers didn't have any last week none according to the nun but we have one from this week from a sizens m sizens can you show us xmas in indonesia we realize the religious differences however is it a holiday time what do the locals do what do the expats do for the holidays i know a lot of the expats they leave they go back to oz or on another holiday here i know that from just listening to the the school the teachers there is quite a an exodus but i don't know now at the moment with all this novidism um and plandemonia um but i have to say miss sissons i can't give you an absolute answer at the moment of course because it's not christmas time i'd rather give you it after christmas which would be vlog number six but there's not gonna be a vlog number six so there you go the nun is giving you the answer um i have to do that sometime i don't think it's not part of their holiday that's for sure uh, it's more of an expat thing, kind of like in, in China too. And I have started to see some trees already, but generally in foreign-owned establishments. Uh, will we do Christmas this year? Yes, of course, we have to do. However you think about Chris Christmas, you break it down and see the true roots of that holiday. Um, there is something to say. Maybe it's not all what it's been, uh, been, what we've been brought up to believe it is. But it is a special moment for families to come together, as is Thanksgiving, by the way. Uh, so big thanks, happy Thanksgiving to you guys in the in the state. Um, wish we could have been there with you to help you with an excessive I'm sure amount of food even though inflation is sky high okay I finish on a quote of inspiration to you all aspire to inspire before we expire do you like that one um, but I'm actually going to finish with a manifesto an escape manifesto from that company I've just highlighted escapethecity.org um, and when I invested in this company one of the things they sent me was this poster and anyone who's been to our place would have seen this um the escape manifesto and this is just right up my alley it might be right up your alley if it is then check uh, this website out and get involved you never know you might find your next great thing through it it says all our life we jump through hoops often without asking why it's easy to feel stuck a small cog in a big machine 
Don't waste your life living someone else's. Life is too short to do work that doesn't matter to you. Want your memoirs to be worth reading? Make your choices your own. You're capable of much more than you realize. There will never be a perfect time. Change jobs, build businesses, go on big adventures, do something different. And with that, if you want to be in touch, hit me up, info at jediesinvest.com. And until we meet again, join the wave, be of service, make that change.